Welcome to Bible Stories with Dad, where I read a Bible story. So we left off partway through Acts chapter 5. The apostles are out performing signs and wonders, and, and they're healing the sick, and they're preaching about Jesus. And lots of people are believing and joining this early church. And the signs and wonders are something that God gave specifically the apostles in this case to prove that this was something from God, to show that this was something that God wanted done, and it wasn't just people making it up. Um, it, it was establishing the early church. Now, the high priest is not happy. He and his associates, specifically here it, it says the Sadducees, and maybe you remember, I'm pretty sure I said, the, the thing with the Sadducees is they didn't believe in the resurrection. They believed when you're dead, you're dead, essentially. Uh, that, that you're not coming back, and that's why they were so sad, you see. They were Sadducees. That's how I remember it. If it helps you, great. If not, don't worry about it. It's fine. Anyway, so the high priest and, and his associates, his, his officials who are Sadducees, they're jealous. These people are all out there listening to the, the apostles, and they're wanting to get in on that. They want to be disciples, and they're not listening to the high priest and, and his people like that. So he's jealous. They're jealous. So they go and grab the apostles and throw them in jail. Well, during the night, though, an angel of the Lord shows up and opens the gates of the prison and, and takes the apostles back out of jail. And he tells, the angel tells the apostles, go to the temple and give the people the message of life. In other words, go, go preach about Jesus. So, they head in town in the morning, around daybreak, and they start preaching and teaching in the temple again. So the high priest and, and all his people get together and they, they convene the high council and, you know, all of the elders and, and all of that get together and they send orders to the prison to bring these apostles in. That way they can stand trial. So the officers go and go try and get them, but there's nobody there. They're not in jail anymore. So they come back and they report to the this high council and they say, you know, we found the prison house still locked up. Everything looked secure. The guards were still standing at the doors. When we opened everything up, there wasn't anybody inside. Well, the captain of the temple guard and chief priests heard that. They, they were puzzled, perplexed, confused even. Wondering what this meant. Wondering how this could turn out. And then someone shows up and says, Hey, you know those guys that you put in prison? They're in the temple, and they're teaching people there. So the captain of the guard takes some officers with him, and, and they go, and they bring them back really carefully, because they're afraid that if they're not careful, the people there might stone the guard, because they believe the apostles are talking on behalf of God here. So they bring them back, stand them up before the council, and the high priest starts questioning the apostles, saying, you know, we gave you real strict orders, specifically that you weren't to keep teaching in this name. But you filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you keep trying to bring this guy's blood on us. And Peter and the apostles answered, Hey, you know, we got to obey God rather than you. 
the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you had put to death by hanging him on a cross. He's the one whom God exalted to his right hand as a prince and as a savior to grant repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we're witnesses of these things. And so's the Holy Spirit whom God's given to those who obey him. Well, that didn't go over so hot. When they heard this, the high council was furious and wanted to kill him. But there was one guy, he was a Pharisee, he wasn't a Sadducee, he was a Pharisee. There was one guy named Gamaliel, who was an expert in religious law, and everybody there respected him. He stood up and he ordered that the apostles be sent outside the council chamber for a little bit so they could talk. And he turns to the other people there, his colleagues, and he says, Guys, listen. You guys need to be careful what you're planning to do to these guys. He says, Some time ago, there was a fellow, Theodos? 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 I, I don't know. But there was this guy who pretended to be somebody important, and like 400 people joined him, and then he was killed, and then what happened? His followers just sort of went their various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. Well, after him, around the time of the census, there was this Judas dude from Galilee, and he got people to follow him. But then he was killed too, and all of his followers just scattered. So here's my advice. Leave these guys alone. Let them go. If what they're doing, they're planning themselves, and they're doing by themselves, we don't have to do anything. It'll go away on its own. It'll be fine. But if this is from God, we're not going to be able to stop them. Might even find ourselves fighting against God. And so the other guys are like, yeah, that's good advice. Let's do that. So they call the apostles back in and they have them flogged, which is kind of like beaten, but kind of worse. Anyway, they have that done. And then they order the apostles to never again speak in the name of Jesus. And then they let him go. And the apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus. And that, that's pretty significant in my mind. I don't know of a time that I had to suffer that I immediately was thankful that I got to be counted as worthy of suffering. That's not a thing that comes naturally. So that's pretty impressive. But anyway, so they keep going every day in the temple and from house to house, continuing to teach and preach that Jesus is the Messiah. Now, as the believers, numbers are, are multiplying rapidly. You know, everything seems good except for these, these leaders that are against them. Everything seems hunky-dory and all the Christians are, are living their happy little lives and, and no, no negatives at all, right? Except not so much. So, as it turns out, there's, of the believers, there's two groups, really. Um, some of them speak Greek, and some of them speak Hebrew. And you see, the Greek-speaking believers complained that their widows were being discriminated against by the Hebrew-speaking believers. You see, because if you were a widow at that point... You didn't have a whole lot of good ways to provide for yourself. There weren't a whole lot of good options available for you. And so what, what the church was doing was they were making sure to take care of the widows. That was, that was a good thing. It's something we should still be doing. But the Greek-speaking ones are saying, hey, our widows aren't getting 
as much as they're supposed to be getting here, we're getting discriminated against. So, the apostles call a meeting of all the believers, which is a whole bunch of people at this point. Remember, the church is getting big. And they said, listen, we're apostles. We should be spending our time teaching the word of God, not running this food program thing. So, let's pick seven guys who are well-respected, who are full of the Spirit, who are wise, and we're going to let them handle it. Then we can do our thing, spend our time praying and teaching the Word, and they'll handle this. And everybody's like, man, that's a good idea. So choose some guys. There's uh, there's Stephen, there's Philip, there's Procurus, Procurus? and Nicanor, Nicanor, these names. I don't know, I'm sorry, I'm not good on these names. And there's a Timon, Timon? I don't know, Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, who was an earlier convert to the Jewish faith. And these seven were presented to the apostles. The apostles prayed for them, laid hands on them, and these seven dudes take over this taking care of the widows with food and such. And so God's message continues to spread. So things weren't perfect, but the apostles made it a point not to get bogged down in something that wasn't their prime thing to handle. That wasn't what their job was. While also not just letting it go and letting it fester and get worse. Now Stephen, and I'm not sure if it's the same Stephen we just got to, but I'm thinking it might be. Stephen is described as a man full of God's grace and power. and He's performing miracles and signs as he's spreading the word of Jesus. Well, one day... Some guys came from a synagogue nearby and started a debate with them. They were Jews elsewhere. But none of them could could stand up against the wisdom and the spirit with which Stephen spoke. So instead, they persuaded some guys to lie about Stephen and say that they heard him blaspheme Moses and even God. And that got everybody all upset. So they arrested Stephen and brought him before the high council. See, this high council doesn't like the Christians, remember? And the lying witnesses said that this man's always speaking against the temple and the law of Moses. We heard him say this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple and change the customs that Moses handed down to us. And at that point, everybody in the high council stared at Stephen, and Stephen's face became as bright as an angel's. And the high priest asked Stephen, Are these accusations true? And he goes into, essentially, instead of trying to defend himself, uh, he goes into a, a sermon. And he explains, clear back with Abraham at the beginning of the, the Jewish line, God appearing to Abraham and the promise that was coming. And, and he goes through and he works toward Jesus. And he's not exactly pulling any punches. Um, he goes through and he talks about Moses and David and all that. And he quotes some prophets. And then he says, you stubborn people. You're stiff-necked. You're stubborn. You're doing just the same thing that your fathers and your ancestors did. Which of the prophets did your ancestors not persecute? They killed those who announced the coming of the righteous one, the Messiah, whose betrayers and murderers you've now become. You know, they had betrayed and, and murdered Jesus. 
You received the law from the hands of angels and you still deliberately disobeyed it. Well, the Jewish leaders were not real happy. Not happy one bit. And they shook their fists. They were so angry at him. Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up into heaven and saw the glory of God and saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them that. He said, look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man, meaning Jesus, standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Well, at that point, the religious leaders put their hands over their ears and start shouting because they don't want to hear this because they believe that it's it's blasphemy. It's talking, it's lying about God is what they believe. And they, they rush at him and they drag him out into the city and, and he's stunned to death. And the, his accusers and the ones who are killing him put their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. And now we've caught up to our introduction to Saul. Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week. And I'll see you next time.